0: Welcome to Southgate Vibes, a selection of the latest stories direct from Southgate Amateur Radio News. I'm Steve Richards, Gulf 4 Hotel Papa Echo. You're going to hear my personal picks of what is happening in amateur radio and the wider world of communications. Whether you're just starting out in ham radio or an experienced operator spinning around the spectrum for those rare and sometimes strange signals... I hope you'll find something to entertain you here. Welcome to Southgate Vibes. Hello again, radio fans. Once again, we throw open the kitchen door to all things radio and see what's cooking. The sun is going gently bonkers from time to time, which causes blackouts occasionally, but more often enhances propagation around the globe. And just last night, I was very surprised to see that close to midnight in the UK, a burst of sporadic E enhancement occurred, which meant that the 5 MHz band was suddenly open to inter-UK contacts. This is pretty rare in my experience, and activity was low because all but the most avid watchers of the propagation graphs would not expect this at such an unusual hour. Well, that's radio for you. Okay, as an introduction to amateur radio, they don't come much better than a live two-way contact with somewhere exotic. A roomful of students in Germany recently had a successful hour on the radio with a research station at the South Pole, and I have no doubt that this will have infused the young communicators to find out more about science and amateur radio. The German National Amateur Radio Society, DARC, reports that an amateur radio school contact between the Laborious Gymnasium in Dessau and the Neumeier III research station in Antarctica was successful. On February 8th, at 10am local time in Germany, the students made contact with the South Pole as planned via the qo one hundred geostationary amateur radio satellite. The high school students had one hour to ask the scientists their questions about life and work at the Polar Research Station, which is operated by the Alfred Wegener Institute. Just some of the questions asked were, how does food get to the South Pole? What happens if someone falls ill? And what's life like in the polar night? These were amongst the topics that interested the young students, and they were able to put them to four people located at the Neumeyer 3 station. In addition to an air chemist, a meteorologist and a geophysicist, Teresa Toma, Delta Charlie 1 Tango Hotel, who's responsible for radio, electronics and IT in the research team, also took part in the school contact. The event was organised by teacher couple Jens, Delta Mike 4 Juliet Hotel, and Catherine, Delta Oscar 8 Echo Charlie Charlie. They arranged the sched and designed the supporting programme, together with the participating students. The event at the Laborious Gymnasium ended with great applause and many happy faces. The contact was publicised by various media. One of the local television broadcasters, MDR, has produced a video showing footage of the contact that interested parties can access at www.mdr.de. They called the item Sparks, a hobby that broadens the horizon. And a bit more about Teresa Delta Charlie One Tango Hotel. She started her Antarctic adventure on December 20, 2020. As a member of the Winter Crew, the young radio amateur worked at the German research station Neumeyer 3, run by the Alfred Weniger Institute-Helmholtz Centre for Polar and Marine Research, known as AWI for short. She will probably be on her way back to Germany in mid-February. And what a great inspiration to young people she is. You are listening to Southgate Vibes with me, Steve, G4 Hotel Papa Echo. It's all about radio and the wider world of communications. I've picked out some of the latest stories from Southgate Amateur Radio News and you can find a lot more by going to southgatearc.org. The twice-yearly communications exercise on the amateur 60-metre band known as Blue Ham is firmly in my diary. It's a great opportunity to talk to military cadet stations around the UK. The operating procedure utilised by Radio Hams and Cadets is quite different, but the contacts usually allow for the exchange of essential information, and there's a certificate on offer if you get involved. A lot of the communication is speech-based, but the Cadets are also good with data modes and tend to favour one of my favourites, Olivia, which is probably the ultimate weak signal mode for live keyboard-to-keyboard chats in real time. I'll certainly be on for this one. In the United Kingdom, the Royal Air Force Air Cadets are pleased to announce that they're running their ever-popular Blue Ham radio communications exercise in March 2022. This will take place on the 5 MHz band, which is shared between military and amateur stations. The exercise will take place over the weekend of the 26th and 27th of March and, subject to your amateur call sign licensing conditions, they hope that you can put some time aside to join in with the cadets and staff who will be ready to take your calls. From early March, you'll be able to find details of the required contact exchange information on the Blue Ham website at alphacharlie.org.uk. And remember that this is a communications exercise, not a contest, so the required information exchange may not be what you're used to. Exercise log sheets are also available courtesy of Gary, Mike Zero, Papa Lima Tango, on his website, www.m0plt.me.uk, and they are also to be found in the Files section on the UK 60 meter Band Group Facebook page. The team will issue you with a Blue Hand Participation Certificate if you contact 15 or more of the special Mike Romeo Echo call signs over the period of the exercise. And details of how to apply for the certificate are on the alphacharlie.org.uk website. The Royal Air Force Cadets hope to make contact with many radio amateurs on air during the exercise. <music> It cannot be denied that radio amateurs are intrepid. Whether it be a holiday or a work destination, any chance to operate from the more exotic world locations is leapt at. It can be hard work to obtain a transmitting licence in some little-activated entities, sometimes involving a bit of education with the local regulator, and on-air operation can be exhausting, with the whole world trying to call you for your rarely worked location. But it's all worth it in the end, and a hell of a lot of fun, despite often testing local conditions. Robert, 9 November 7 Alpha Alpha, has just returned from a short trip to his location in Kathmandu, Nepal, and says that his shipment of more equipment has now arrived from Kabul, Afghanistan. During the visit, he managed to set up parts of his station. However, a lot remains to be done still. He was able to install the rotator for his Ultra Beam two-element Yagi antenna, which covers 40 meters to 6 meters, and he reports that the system works very well. But he also reported that man-made noise problems had not disappeared during his absence, and that it's really severe due to the widespread use of cheap LED lights, open and messy power lines, and inverters. On all bands, the signal strength meter rarely, if ever, drops below S6 to 7. Robert said that it was slightly better when beaming towards the east, and he apologised that due to the noise, he was not always able to hear every caller. For the time being, Robert's activity will only be on 40 to 6 metres, while the 80 and 160 metre antenna remains a project for the summer months. This will also give him some extra time to try and find a solution to the noise interference. And for those who constantly ask, the 60-metre band is not permitted in Nepal. You can QSL Robert directly via his home call sign, Sierra 57 Delta X-Ray in Slovenia. And of course, Logbook of the World and club log will be updated at least once a week. OQRS will be coming soon. There's a great photo of Robert's Nepal house with the antennas. Just go to this story on the Southgate Amateur Radio News website. And Robert asks us to note that his callsign 9 November 7 Alpha Alpha was previously operated by Andy Uniform Alpha 3 Alpha Alpha. QSL information for Andy's operation from March to April 2014 is via Andy's home address at P.O. Box 873, Brooklyn, New York. And Simon, Golf 6 Juliet Foxtrot Yankee, has been on the island of Mauritius since mid-January. He says that he's rented a nice house with a big garden and hopes to be on the air in the next month or so with his 3 Bravo 8 callsign. As of February the 12th, Simon was using the call sign 3 Bravo 8 Stroke Golf 6 Juliet Foxtrot Yankee and you can look him up on qrz.com. However, Simon has also applied for a full 3 Bravo 8 licence. He already has his 12-metre and 80-metre spider bean poles with him, but he reported last month that he hopes to do some low-band DXing. Simon said he was very happy with the reception on 160 metres and is regularly spotted on the DX reflectors using that band. He does have his Mauritius address listed on QRZ.com, but suggests it will be better to listen on air for the best QSL route. Well, that's it for this time. You've been listening to Southgate Vibes, stories about amateur radio and the world of communications from Southgate Amateur Radio News. You can find these stories and many more daily reports at our website, southgatearc.org. Don't forget, we'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch by sending an email to vibes at southgatearc.org. So until next time... This is Steve Richards, G4 Hotel Papa Echo, signing off and wishing you best 7-3.